0: I am Nancy Lynn Westfield, director of the Wabash Center. Thank you for joining me for this selected reading. This original blog and all my blogs can be found on the website of the Wabash Center for Teaching and Learning in Theology and Religion. This audio blog is entitled Suspending Time in Classrooms. This class goes so fast. Wait, we just started. It's over? Da. Time in this class flies by. Recognizing when students are learning and then when they are not can be a challenge. The above student comments are the kinds of feedback I yearn to hear. I would listen for how my students were engaging the materials and how the materials were engaging them. And equally as important, I was listening for feedback concerning the students' experience of the course. Student feedback, even in the immediacy of a comment, can convey as much about student learning as reading their essays or grading their tests. When student comments were like those as above, I knew I was achieving what I had planned. I knew I had suspended time in my classroom. Suspending time in the classroom has less to do with planning the content of the course and more to do with sculpting, choreographing, composing the learner's experience in the course. I know that form and function are important in any kind of design. And using your artist's eye, we know that form and function are operative dynamics in all teaching sessions. Function clearly and normally in our wheelhouse is attended through learning outcomes, prescribed discipline literature and overall school curriculum. Form attending to only sparsely and only by a few needs our awareness and much work better learning happens when teachers intentionally plan the forms of learning activities rather than relying upon the stale and the traditional better forms of teaching invite students into experiences of being engrossed immersed and swept up into new ideas provocative assertions or deep examinations of relevant problems aspirations and new knowledge an indication that we have selected the better form for teaching is when students report an experience of having time suspended. We plan to suspend time in our classroom so that students might become for a little while completely unself-conscious. Orchestrating and choreographing learning activities to assist students with being less encumbered, less distracted and less fearful during class requires students to be aware of and who revel in the flow. Entering into the flow is a common part of the creative process, a common part of daily living playing games like big whists, backgammon, or video games, where at the end of the time together, it feels like time slowed as we enjoyed play. It's a typical experience of flow. People report that while engrossed in common tasks like gardening or writing or reading or spirited dialogue, they felt swept up or transported to a place of relief and joy People watching sporting events or those who participate as athletes report that during their play, worries melt, concerns are no longer burdensome and they experience a sense of realness or even euphoria. The flow is moments of intensity that seem to defy time. Flow happens in classrooms when you and we love what we are working on and care about the students we're inviting into the mutual work of learning and intensity is created. When we struggle to fall in love with our teaching work, when we can let go and work on what we are longing for, when classrooms have the possibility of giving way to flow, wading into flow, rocketing up to flow. Like the runner's high or losing oneself into the story while watching a movie, professors can create for students a feeling of being drawn up, swept up into the best of ways. While there are many aims of teaching, few are as important as assisting students with being present, riveted, captivated, while together in learning, experiencing the flow while learning in classrooms. The central goal of teachers is to learn to guide students into the ability to focus upon the task at hand, the now, the here, the being with one another. The paradox is that when we are trying in the moments of being most present, we forget ourselves and our petty problems. And for that duration of a class session, work collaboratively on saving the world and our own lives. We are teaching so we and they can learn to let go. My suggestion for how to suspend time in classrooms might feel counterintellectual and it might go against our pedagogical presumptions. My hope is that we'll give you permission to tap more earnestly into your artistic self and creative processes. A key to assisting students in the classroom with the aim to better focus Resisting distraction and being fully present is rather than demanding they think, invite students into activities of imagination, storytelling, and collaboration. Rather than reducing thinking to compliance with ideas and opinions, invite learners to work out complex ideas of injustice and formulations of activism, practices, strategies, and implications about the world to do something about the injustices. There is no one way to spend time for students. And the way one teacher achieves this magic will not be how all teachers achieve it. Each teacher will have to find their own way. Some colleagues make use of complicated student projects and learning activities, while other colleagues craft and hone their facilitation skills. I have vivid memories of being swept up simply by discussing taboo ideas, ideas for which I had not had previous opportunity to explore or consider complexity, and any of the other kinds of techniques allow many of us to feel like time is suspended. Professor, where did the time go? A special thanks to Dr. Paul Myrie. Paul is Senior Associate Director of the Wabash Center, composer of the music which frames this audio blog, and our sound engineer. Thanks to Rachel Mills, our audio blog producer. The Wabash Center is wholly funded by the Lilly Endowment Incorporated. This is Nancy Lynn Westfield, and I'm just saying.